it's like, you have a request. There's something that you need and, and I want to offer something to you. And like, a great salesperson will help you think more clearly about what is it that you hope for? What is it that you'd mm. like to have happen? Right. What else is possible for you? Right. Like an ambassador of possibility. Hey everyone, it is Tom Abbott here, and I am so excited to have with us today uh, a dear friend of ours and a best-selling author, not just a best-selling author, but a New York Times best-selling author, and he's a customer experience and service culture expert, Ron Conkers. Pleasure to be with you today, Tom. Good to have nice you Nice to here. see you. Okay, so we are going to be talking about um, all things service and sales, right? And I've known Ron for a long time, and he is the guru of service, and and I love sales, and, and they, they need to work together, right? Well, they so actually are together. <laughs> they sure are. So... I guess the first question that, that I've got yeah. that I think everybody wants to know is sort of like, how would you define service? Okay, when I came to this part of the world, mm -hmm. Singapore in 1990, I came here to help the nation improve its service. And my mm. first question was, what do you mean by that? Mm. And I found that there were really wishy-washy shallow definitions like make people happy <laughs> or serve somebody else the way you'd like to be served mm -hmm. as if everybody in the world was like you and right. not. Right, right, right. Okay. So I had to actually write the definition, which is that service is taking action to create value for someone else. Okay, okay let's think, on, about, yeah, let's think about, about that. Take it apart. Service, service is taking, taking action, action to create, create value, value for, for someone, someone else. else. Makes perfect sense. The I moment people it. hear it, they go, yeah. That's what the medical profession, financial profession, government service, it's all action to create value for other people. Okay. okay. So what I love about that is there's things that we need to unpack, yep. right? Like what does value mean? Well, and who is the someone else that you're serving? Because mm -hmm. the curiosity about them is what will allow you to understand what would they value in this situation at this time? What mm -hmm. are their hopes? What are their dreams? What are their fears? You know that from a sales standpoint, yeah, yeah. right? So when you tease out what it is that person would value, then you can figure out what action to take okay. not the other way around like these are the actions I've been trained to take in service and now you're gonna mystery <laughs> shop me right that produces robotic service not great service right okay so it's almost like we hear that expression beauty is in the eye of the beholder absolutely as is service serve other people the way they would like to be served so then I mean this will this might seem obvious to some but not for others what then Ron is the connection between service and sales well service is taking action to create value for someone else service excellence Ooh. is taking the next action did you guys get that excellence that right. creates more value for someone you care about okay service excellence is mm. taking the next action to create more value for someone you care about so now let's look at that in a sales situation right sales is clearly an action it's a conversation yes. that's going on yeah does that conversation produce value for someone right if not they're not gonna buy and you said someone you care about well, so let's you put that so we'll come back some, to that one at okay, the end cool, right that's but first thing to create more value so a right. great salesperson is not just figuring out okay what do you want what do you value let me have a conversation here's the value that you want a great salesperson is thinking hmm you're asking that question, but what's behind that question? Mm. What is it you understand or maybe you don't understand? What's right. been your background experience? What do you really want to accomplish? What do you really want to avoid? Right. So that I can give you, what, or I can propose for you, mm -hmm. offer you what you would value, but I can add that something more. So it sounds like it's really understanding like what's the, what's what's the need or the desire or the wish behind that question. Need, desire, wish, concern, hope, aspiration. Right. right. Okay, cool. And, and I like how you said it's... Uh, for someone you care about. 
Well, let's go deep there. Okay. Right. Here so, we go. So, so service. We're going creates, deep. Creates, we're going deep here. <laughs> service creates value. Value comes from taking action. Action often happens in teams within a culture. That's the world of service and service culture I've been working in for years. But it doesn't answer the question, why do you serve? Mm. And the reason, the why, is because we care about something. Right. Now, you may care about putting food on the table for your family. Right. So you're a salesperson and you want to go out there and you want to sell successfully. Mm. And how are you going to get the money? It's because you created value for somebody else. Oh, right. sales is a form of service conversation. Right. And I like what you said about caring, right? Yeah. So you care about something or you care about someone, someone right? So maybe, maybe, maybe you don't love the product that you sell. I mean, that happens. Or even adore the customers that you're selling to. Right. Sometimes, sometimes customers can be a pain can in, the new, in, the, in, the new, in the you know what. But at the end neck, of the day, neck, neck, yeah, yeah, right. neck. but, but, there's, there's something or someone that you're doing this for. Right. So right. let's take that first instance. Like, mm. I don't really love my product. I'm not thrilled about my customers, but I want to take good care of my family. Right. Retirement, education, nutrition, vacations. Right? Yeah. Then I've got to get money. Right. So how am I going to do that? I'm going to have to create value for somebody else mm. because then in the commission or whatever, that's how I get right. rewarded. Right. But it can also be that I actually do care about you. Mm. So, and that's, of course, what a salesperson wants to get. A genuine caring. An authentic, I care about your well-being. Yes. And I understand this field. So take, for example, an insurance person mm. who does insurance sales. I mean, if they really understand insurance, they know that they're protecting that other party. Yes. They're protecting their family. They're protecting yeah. their future. And so then going into the sales conversation, I'm not trying to sell you a policy. Right. I'm trying to help you take care of a future. Mm. And I may know better than you what happens to people who are underinsured. Totally. You know, I remember one of my first jobs in sales, I was in financial services. Yeah. And I actually had a job, I was selling registered education savings plans, helping parents Perfect. invest Prepare for their kids for their to go kids. to school. Right. And I tell this story sometimes, and maybe you haven't heard it, as I was reading the newspaper and in the back there was this article, or rather an ad for RESPs. I picked up the phone, I called the number. I said I would like to set up an RESP for my child. And they asked me one very important question. How old is your child? Okay. I said, well, I don't have kids. I'm not even married yet. They said, <laughs> That's Tom planning ahead, always looking at the future. And they said, they said, um, you know, look, Tom, you sound really keen, but you need to have a kid first. Well, maybe this will help you get one. And right. you go out on a date and say, I already got the RESP set up. I like that. Well, you know, in Singapore, it's like you get the, you know, you get the condo, and that's how you kind of, you know, propose marriage. You know, let's go in on this together. But basically, I was like, okay, I, I love this product. So the the agency manager said, Have you ever thought about selling it? Fantastic. So he invited Fantastic. me down. And then I became, in six months, the top performing agent in the organization. And the reason why was because I was so passionate about the product. So when I would sit down with parents, I would say, you need this product because I was going to buy one. I don't even have a damn kid. Now, let's think about it. It's not so much that you're passionate about the product Mm. as what it enables and takes care of for the people who purchase the product. Exactly. So the need behind the product. Well, that's the care. Care for the well-being of... Yes. Yes. And I know in my case... When I went to college and university, not a whole lot of university, let's just be honest, but when I went to post-secondary education, I had tons of student loan debt. Lots of student loan debt. I had to work, I went to school, I worked for my dad part-time, I taught tennis lessons part-time, and I delivered chicken for KFC at night part-time. And that's how I paid for my school, right? Because I, and I had loans, I didn't didn't have an RESP. So I would tell that story to parents and I'd say, look, whether you go with us or not, 
you better damn well do something. Right, there you go. Because I was concerned pat- about their well-being. And by the way, concern. I've got an offer for you. Yeah. I now have a very reputed product here. I can answer questions for you and help you design. Okay, so there you totally. go. Totally. So there, there, was a, there was a caring there, right? So I think I love what you said about that. Okay, cool. So now, I think, Ron, you and I are, we get it. And, and a lot of people watching here and listening, they get it. But a lot of them don't. There's a lot of... Ooh, right? There's right. some sales, okay. you know? So okay. there's some people out there on the, on, the, on the fringes that maybe don't get it. So, And when you say get it, Tom, what you mean is that sales is taking care of somebody else. Authentic sales. Should yeah? be, yes. Yeah, should be. And the reputation of the industry, let's right. face it, has had its share of snake oil salesmen, right. fly-by-night salesmen, people yeah. who take advantage, who manipulate, etc. And And I think anybody who's in sales today, you have a responsibility by your behavior to actually redignify the entire profession. Mm. Because what is sales? You're, you're an ambassador of the future. You're helping people think about and prepare for and plan and make good choices that will help them take care of what matters to them whether it's their health, whether it's their financial well-being, whether it's their enjoyment in life. Totally, 100%. And I think a lot of salespeople today, they're very short-sighted, and they're thinking about, ooh, if I can close this guy right now, that's how they're thinking, right? It's not, can can I serve or add value to this person, but if I can close this guy, I get my commission in a week or two. You know, what people don't realize is that every one of those short-term transactionals that doesn't authentically take care of somebody, and I'm not saying mm. that short-term transactional sales can't effectively take care of people. Mm. Sometimes you're, you know, you're somewhere, you're never going to be there again, and somebody needs to sell you something because yeah. it's raining and you need an umbrella. Right. Fine. Right. <laughs> and they'll sell you a little bit bigger umbrella because they see you got somebody else, or they don't want your backpack to get wet. Right. Fine. Yeah. But every time you do the manipulation, right. every time you push that little extra and you know you're really just doing it for the commission, right. it sets everyone else up for hesitation, lack of trust, totally. caution, and makes sales harder for everybody. And what if that umbrella doesn't open? Well, that's a different story. Right? So you get your snake oil salesmen that are kind of selling this dream or this this vision, but there's no substance behind it. Yeah, so a lot of sales reps Tom, are Tom, I don't think that. anybody watching this is going to be somebody who's even interested in that kind of a situation. And if you are, don't be learning from Tom because we don't right. want you to have great skills if you're not authentically selling to help take care of people. Thank you, Ron. So if you're into the high-pressure sales tactics, stop listening right now because this is not the podcast for you. But for the rest of you that are still here, right? stay with us. Right, stay with us. But okay, a lot of people, a lot of people don't get it, right? And, and I think you know, you know, you and I have talked about this before. I think you know, social media, yeah, has probably made it harder for people to get away with unethical sales well, thank practices, goodness. Thank right? Goodness. Right, because customer reviews are out there, commentary is out there. You know, one bad incident, yeah. it's going to go fast. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, and, and it kind of, something we were talking about before was one of the uh, original definitions, this like archaic definition of, of sales was to trick. Oh dear, does that really come into Or to the, deceive, right? The etymology of the word selling right. is being like a little yeah. slate of hand. So a lot of people think like that, but but you know, it sounds like we need to move to something else. And I know sure. you, you had uncovered a newer definition of, of sales or selling. Well, if we think about, is sales actually making an offer mm. or is it responding to a request? Mm. Now, those are two sides of the same coin. Yeah? Right. So if I'm out there in the world and I've got my offer and I'm looking for somebody to make my offer to, that's one way of being. Mm. The other way of being is saying, you know, my offer is actually the perfect response if someone had that request. Right. So what I need to do is then get in conversation with somebody about their concerns, about their life, about their, their anxieties, about their hopes and dreams and visions to the point where they start to realize, you know, I wonder where I can get something like that. Yeah. And they, oh, you're making a request. 
here I can I can answer that request. I can make a promise for you. So look at the RESP again. Yes. If you're out there offering RESPs, that's one thing. Right. But if you're getting into conversations with people where they become concerned about their children's well-being in the future, yeah. then they're actually walking in the world looking for something to help resolve that and address that. Right. Now they're a walking request. Yes. You can be the person who shows up to be able to make a good promise. I love that. That, Ron, is to me the essence of service. It's like you have a request. There's something that you need. And, and I want to offer something to you. And a like, great salesperson will help you think more clearly about what is it that you hope for? What is it that you'd mm. like to have happen? Right. What else is possible for you? Right. Like an ambassador of possibility. Yeah, I love that. It's like, what should you be thinking about? Yeah. A lot of us, we don't dream, dream big enough. So what, what should you be dreaming about? What should you be aspiring to? So maybe we can kind of dive deeper into, so look, we've talked about this. You're all on board. You love it. You're like, great, Ron, I want to deliver great value and service. How the heck do I do that? Are there, are there some levels or layers of service? Can you kind of walk us through? You know, once we define service as taking action to create value for someone else, the next question that comes is how good or bad is your service? <laughs> right. And of course, who has the answer to that question? Well, if the definition is taking action to create value for someone else, right. then how good or bad is your service is not what you say, it's what someone else says about you. And the language that they use is not how many sales did you close? Mm. It's not what was your margin. Right. Their language is much more emotional. Pretty good, not bad, lousy, terrible, wonderful, I can't believe it, Right. okay? So that was difficult because if we're gonna try and teach an organization or have a whole sales team actually being on the same wavelength, we gotta have a similar language. And I created six levels of service. Lowest level, criminal. You lie. Right. You, you promise something and you know you can't deliver, right? So that would be the snake oil salesman. There you go, right? Criminal. Criminal. Like, like, come on with me, right? Criminal. Don't do that. Okay, the next level up is called basic. Show it with me, ready? Basic. And it means that you're late, it's incomplete, it's impolite, but eventually the other party gets what they need. Okay. Okay, it's not very nice. Right. The next level is called expected. Mm. Ready? Expect it as normal. It's just average, standard, nothing special, no gold stars for that. And you go one level above and you serve someone or sell to someone the way they like it. Okay. And this is starting to sound better. I think we've moved into a new sphere here. I call right? it desired. Here we go. Ready? Ready? And desired. And what it means is, for example, some people say, just explain it to me fast. Other people say, don't rush me. Mm-hmm. Some will say, show me all the options. Someone else is going to say, just help me make a good choice. Right. I just want bullet points. Right. Someone will say, I want the cheapest. Yeah. Fine. Somebody else will say, I'm happy to pay more, but help me understand what I'm going to get right. for doing that. Right? So it's what they desire. And, and either what they desire or in sales, sell and be with them in a conversation the way that mm. they're comfortable and they prefer. And you know that. Right. So You're not a master just, at that. So not just selling what they want, but selling in the way that they want to be sold to. In right? the way that they want to be, in the way they want to buy. Exactly. In the way that they develop okay. trust, that they develop comfort. Right? Okay. The next level above that. Can we do that one again? Okay. Here we go. Ready? And? Desire. Now, a level above that is called surprising. Here we go. Surprising. That's unexpected value. That's when you do something a little bit above, a little bit beyond, a little bit, and it's like getting a little gift. So the customer or the prospect says, oh, what a nice surprise. surprise. And one more level above that is called unbelievable. Here we go. Ready? Unbelievable. That's the, oh my gosh, it's the viral story that goes out and people are just incredible. You can't do that for everybody all the time, Mm. but it does exist. Now here's the thing about these six levels. We're going to do them all together. Down at the bottom is what? Criminal. Then basic. Expected. 
desired, surprising, and unbelievable. They're not six levels, Tom. They're not six steps. They're not stairs. They're not fixed. It's an escalator always going down. Okay, wait a minute. Let me explain. They're not levels. They're not steps. They're not fixed. And they're not fixed. They're in motion. They're always going down. Because if you do something unbelievable for someone, mm. it will be the first time you do it. Mm. If you do it again, it might be a nice surprise. Right. But if you do it again, it's what they expect. Hope. Well, then well, it goes down to be able to right. all the way down. Right? right. So then if you think about the competitive world of sales, mm. somebody's always going to be taking that next step up. There's always going to be a company or a method or a model or it's digital or it's face-to-face right, right. where you can create a little more value value mm. and so then you can't just stand still right if you're a salesperson with certain techniques that work you can't just stand still and not keep getting better because the world around you is getting better 100%. customers are becoming better. expectations are getting higher right there you go. so i love that when you talk about you know expected geez i mean like you know as you keep going you know what may have been unbelievable one day becomes Expected and doing what's expected is the dangerous place to be because the next slip down mm. is basic. And anything below expected is not creating value, it's damaging value, it's destroying value. And that's why a snake oil salesman today is not just damaging their own reputation, but the whole field of sales. 100%. So wh- where did this all come from? Where, where did these, the, the six you know, levels come from? How did you develop these or observe these or notice these or refine these? I mean, like... Well, when I, when I first came here and there wasn't that much really about service, I read everything that I could possibly find. Right. And somebody had three levels of service. A fellow named Carl Albrecht. Okay. I met him, lovely guy. Three levels of service, but they didn't even move. And I said, no, oh, no, there's something worse than that. And something worse than that. And something better than that. Something better than that. And then I, you know, observed this whole continuous evolution in the field. And that's when I realized the six levels of service stare slipping down. And that they're not static. And they're not static. And that's just one of ten service principles wow. that we've now developed. Wow. And people can find out about it, upliftingservice.com, okay. the name of my book, the I name like of our that. company, yeah. the name of our website. Cool. You can watch it on YouTube too, Six oh, Levels of Service. Okay, that's great. So, you know, maybe as we wrap up, is, is there any, you know, I love what you said about, you know, sales is about having a conversation about the future. Sales is about having a conversation about what's, what's possible for someone. Is, is there any you know, w- final words of wisdom, some pearls or nuggets that our audience can take around? How can they you know, uplift service in a, in a sales situation? Well, I, I think anybody who recognizes that being in a sales conversation is helping other people invent, design, choose their future. Mm. Even if it's in a small way, medium way, or a really substantial way, you're helping human beings create their lives. You're helping other people actually make choices that they may not make on their own. Right. Right. And and, and so you have a responsibility to guide in a responsible way, to encourage, to be uplifting in your spirit, in your encouragement, even if people don't understand, even if they don't buy, maybe even more so then to leave them in a state where you leave them with the question in an encouraging way. Some knowledge, right? Right, right. And, And that way the doors open. And there will come a time when they're going to talk to a friend and it'll come right back around and serve you. Service is a two-way street. So is life. I love that. Oh, that's great. Awesome, Ron. So, you know, um, if you want to get a hold of Ron, of course, you know, on uh, upliftingservice.com. And you can also find him on LinkedIn. Ron Ron Kaufman. One F. Really good friend of Tom Abbott. All right, cool. Thanks so much, Ron. Great to be here. Thank you, Tom. Great to be with you. Yeah. Cool, bro. Thanks. (laughs) 